I remember this time. I flipped it. Hey, welcome to the patch. Good job. Uh, this week brought to you by Casper and Me Undies. So thank you for supporting this podcast. Today we have Ashley, Adam, and Ryan here to talk about video games. Maybe, gotta, maybe possibly. Before we talk games. about video games, can I talk about my pants? Let's yes, talk about. Yes, I your think pants. we need to talk about your pants. Somewhere along the line today, uh, and I, this, I, I, I lead off with this as a way of apology because if I move the right way. You might see my underwear because my zipper just, it failed today. Might see your me undies. My zipper failed, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was wearing me undies today because I could easily show off the product. Then they would—they also would have been very decorative. It's true. Uh, but, hold on, uh, hold on. Let me... I made also... Do they do... do, they do I'm wearing Christmas, my Halloween me undies. Do they have Christmas me undies? Yes. Ooh. In fact, uh, it was great. Uh, well, we'll talk about it in a little bit. All right. We'll, we'll talk about we'll it a little bit. Otherwise, later. I'll just talk about underwear for an hour. I will say I did make one fledgling attempt to repair my pants with this bobby pin. Which worked for a while, and then eventually I looked down and realized that it had come undone and was pointing towards my junk. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't notice in the way that would have caused irreparable damage. You were irreparable damage. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm not sure great. about. I'm not sure about irreparable, but just, certainly regrettable. It's one of those life moments when you look down and go, "Oh, I'm glad that didn't happen." So watch out for your ding dongs, folks. Watch Just throwing shit on the set. Is that how go. day's going to go? It's closed. It's good <laughs> so, yeah, if I come loose in the middle of this, that's what happened. Sorry, my bad. I... I'm just happy that you brought it up. I was worried that we were going to have to find some circuitous route to talk about the fact that your pants are just hanging open. I figure it was a good lead off. For anybody that happens it. to watch video, if I if I uncross my legs at this point, you may just see London and France. Been, there's been a history of balls on live stream podcasts from this company. Is that is that true? <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, it like, seems it seems like an like an aggressive company agenda. <laughs> We like to display them wherever possible. Yes, yeah, speaking of aggressive agendas, I'm so mad. I brought, seasonal beer. I brought my seasonal beer to work um, for occasions just like this and for when we uh -huh. stream. And uh, someone between yesterday evening and now went through and drank like four of them. I th huh. Out of six. I, oh, and didn't I'm you not just to get out anybody hire, over didn't there. Didn't you just get a new hire yesterday? Yes, but no, he's been in this. He's been in the same room with me, and so I know if he's oh, been sneaking. Oh, okay. Not wait, well, wait, so it's when did they go missing? Sometime between yesterday evening uh -huh. and now. Okay, well, they, well, then never they, mind. I, I, have no, I have no leads. Holiday related with the fridge out there, and so maybe they mistook your. They did something, related. and I'm not happy yeah. about it. Also, uh, no one works in this building anymore, no, except dude, for broadcast. Yeah, so really, so really, we're blaming broadcast. The suspects are all kind of in the room. <laughs> uh, it's okay. on on the bright side. It just means that more people have had this beer, and then they will be, they, they, like they will now go get this beer for themselves. It's a good mm -hmm. beer. It's the best beer. You've been filling people with holiday cheer, holiday beer at the very least. Beer cheer, cheer beer. Anyway, video games. Video games. Uh, video games. There's some of those. Sure. So, well, I'm just trying to figure out like what to talk about first because I feel like there's a lot. Uh, what, there has been a lot. What have you played a Final Fantasy? Because that is the game I I have not played but I am the most interested in playing. Okay, so we'll start off with Final Fantasy. All right. Um, I mean, it's so it's been out a week now. Uh, mm -hmm. I've played I've played maybe 15 hours of it. I'm holding off doing a lot of the story stuff because that's just the way I play RPGs is do every possible side quest, and then by the time you get to the actual quest stuff, you're super overpowered, and it just feels like easy and kind of underwhelming. That's, that's my strategy, and I'm sticking to it. Um, so I've been doing a lot of the side quests. I can ride my chocobos now. You I've been doing. Your chocobos. I can drift my chocobos God, that's now. Fucking, what a stupid, cool feature! <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm like, I'm like, and which delay was this that you added this in? Um, we need two weeks. Two weeks for chocobo drifting. Two weeks, and we get chocobos. It's an important feature, <laughs> it's, dude. It's awesome. It's just fucking real stupid. Um, so I'm I'm warming up to it, which. I don't know if for me that's a good thing or a bad thing. I keep thinking to myself, I'm not really enjoying it too much, and then I go home and I play it anyway. You were you were trapped in the, the tutorial for a while though, right? I was trapped in the tutorial for a while, uh, and that's that's I'm past that. I'm opened up now. I've got a lot going on. What? Well, that doesn't sound like you're enjoying it. It sounds more like you've got some kind of video game version of Stockholm syndrome. I might. I'm not sure. I think part of it is that uh, some of the gameplay takes a while to get into. Okay. Uh, it takes a while for things to sort of like start to click, start to make sense, and for a lot of the different gameplay systems to kind of come together. Uh, I was combat is a good example of that. It's very non-traditional Final Fantasy combat in that it's not turn-based anymore. It's basically what they've been doing and are finding since twelve, um, well, eleven, I guess, uh, where it's 
active combat so you're actually like running around and and slashing at things actively as opposed to waiting in your line and then uh like oh your timer is up so now you can select a move here and so on and so forth isn't it just auto attack though it's auto attack for your teammates you actively control noctis but the main character i know you run around and stuff like that but do I, i thought it was you just hold x no, there is an awful lot of locking on and then just holding in the circle button to swing the sword. Okay. But if you want to do any special attacks, then you can, uh, like Noctis has the ability to sort of like teleports. It's not the teleport, it's warp. True, right. Uh, and do like warp attacks through people and you can you can dodge and you can block and you can parry uh, through various button combinations. So there's, there's definitely a lot more to it than just that. Uh, so- and also Noctis is the only one who can cast spells on the fly, really. Um, so you can see there, he's like warping through things a little bit. Right. I mean, he is the prince. So you, you, you uh, do have like prince. a unique set of abilities though, right? It's not just hack and slash and a Yeah, warp. and you also develop abilities based on what you want. So did you play Final Fantasy X at all? No, I played Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's it. Okay, so Final Fantasy X introduced the sphere grid system, which is sort of their version of branched skill leveling, mm-hmm. where you can, like you get these points and you go into this system and you can spend a number of points here which would then unlock further like nodes along that path but there's like six or seven different areas that like there's a combat there's teamwork there's techniques there's recovery there's exploration there's a like a bunch of different sort of like little trees and you can go into any of those and then unlock sub nodes but you have to unlock one a basic node before you can unlock advanced ones and so on uh and so there like that's how you get additional skills and once you unlock those skills then your teammates will automatically use them in battle but then there's also specific moves that you can equip on them and then as you go through a battle and you're whacking dudes upside the head with your swords whatever you build up um like a a tech bar and then I'm, I feel like I'm making this sound very complicated, but there's a lot to it. It makes sense when you're playing it. <laughs> right. Uh, so you once you build up a tech bar, once you and build then up from the tech, the tech bar, bar you, you staff it with geniuses, and then I got they lost come in and like do all the moves for there. you. I was like putting it all together, and then you snapped me out of it by saying you were making it too complicated. And I was like, sorry. maybe, sorry. Or maybe you feed um, them to the geniuses. Well, think of it as like uh, when you as you do as you chain moves together, you build up points, and you can then use those points by having your teammates execute various power moves okay essentially so you have one where he'll he'll suddenly bring in his giant sword and do a huge sweeping slash or um you will have one that can set you up in almost like a a quick chain of attacks and then noctis executes on them and uh or uh the gun dude uh prompto i my names for them are all really bad by the way (laughs) i've got i've got gun dudes dodgy butler and the heavy there you Maybe. go. Descriptive, really. That's the important part. Yeah, thanks. And um, so they each have their own roles in combat as well, like their own sort of specialties, like uh, the heavy, Gladio. He's fine. You don't worry about him for shit. He's got so many hit points, and he's he's the damage dealer he's in the, the tank. tank. And you have to focus on keeping fucking Prompto alive so we can take more pictures of you during your battle. Well, that's which, important too. Which sounds cool because you just have random pictures that he takes that you don't yeah, have any, you don't really have any control do. of. You just like look through his camera roll and it's like, look at all these cool photos. And, it's, and he'll, as cool. they, yes, Ryan, you seem skeptical about this. That, yes, man, that Dude, seems like, okay, cool. All right, like, the thing. Imagine playing the game for like 20 hours and then you go to prompt him and be like, let me see your photos. And he just has a bunch of selfies that you took along your journey. And you're right, like, I yes. remember it's, that. It sounds really stupid sounds and it awesome. is, but... I, I went into it being like, this is the dumbest thing ever. All right, I'll just save this one because I feel like you have to, you know, I have to feel like you have right, to save sure. stuff. I, can't hard, I can hardly wait to be take you know, part in what is a, essentially the, the video photos, game version of scrapbooking. Do you take photos it on is, your phone? It is. It is absolutely video game <laughs> scrapbooking. And it sounds stupid, but you want to go back through those pictures and you'll be like, oh, yeah. Do not do not take pictures on your phone and then you go back like a year later and like, but wow. You, I, I mean, this. yes, but I have it's like that. I have real people that matter to me in my yeah, life. Prompto yeah, prompto. Yeah, but what about fake people that matter whatever to you? <laughs> I'm only going to spend maybe 40 hours with these people. I'm, I, I don't need memories that will last a lifetime. I don't know. That's, that's pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's better like a dumb off if stu- I forget them. It's, it's, it's dumb, that, stupid, this, fun this stuff. It's like Chocobo has like, drifting. Right, has dumb, stupid features, but they're fun. Yeah, th- there's a, if there's one thing that um, I'm not feeling about the game, because I wasn't feeling combat for a while, and then other stuff unlocked, and it started to kind of come together. So it started as just sort of havoc. 
basically. Uh, and then once I got, you know, more good moves for the other characters and figured out how and when to use them and teleporting in and out to, to use or regenerate your MP so you can do special moves like warping, um, it all started, the combat started to feel a lot better. I think I still have a ways to go before it feels really good, but that's all in development. That's in unlocking new moves and such. But what I'm not really feeling at the moment is the story stuff. It's there's so much that happens off screen, and I think part of it is because it's was this sort of cross media. This project. is the thing we talked about a few weeks ago where we didn't know the level of connection those cross media things had. Turns out it's a lot. It's a I've lot. I've heard this from a lot of people. Uh, yeah. So basically, if you don't watch Kingsglaive, then it feels like there's a great big hole in the story for 15. And this is just early on. Like the, mm -hmm. some of the later developments as well. It's just like stuff clearly got cut. Um, but early on, if you don't watch the movie, you just, you just look at the paper and you're like, oh, oh yeah, look, everyone everywhere died. That seems like a big note. Yeah. And if you watch the movie, you'd be like, oh, yes, so many epic things. But if you didn't watch it, that's like the extent of that development. It feels like there's a, a weird hole. And a, the thing is, a lot of that stuff happens off screen uh -huh. while you're running around like an asshole, like fetching stuff for the cute mechanic because Prompto has a crush. And also because she'll wax your car to and make fair, it cool. To be fair, don't we all? Yeah. It's the only female cute. character I've seen in that game. I'm assuming there's a lot of others. No, there's other female characters. Okay. She's the she's like the main one that you, that you see that they would use in marketing anything like that but there are plenty of other female characters gotcha uh you know i mean it is a story about a broad trip so Fair like enough. it's you know it's a it's a guy focused game which is one of the things that initially i was like i don't know do i want to go on a broad trip it's not like my sort of thing but i'm enjoying myself with that aspect way more than i thought i would well so circling around to a question i asked a, a while uh, a couple days ago because we've been talking about final fantasy a lot but uh how do you feel about a video game giving you homework you mean to like go and watch the movie? Yeah, um, it's making me want to go watch the movie. So there's that. Oh, that worked. Um, but the, here's another thing, um, and the, and um, I should note that a lot of the issues I have with the story, they're gonna fix. So what win? Yeah. So here's the thing: is they've uh, 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 Hajime Tabata has uh, outlined these DLC plans, which is not the expansion stuff, not DLC, but almost like an update plan, which tells me that even in spite of all the delays, in spite of the delay from earlier this year to November, it still wasn't done. Uh, well, so, they, so they need to go in, they're going in to fill a bunch of the, the holes in the story. Uh, they're going in to fix one of the later parts of the game, specifically chapter 13, which is the one everyone was like, where did the game go? I'm is just like running down corridors now. Like, I don't know uh, what happened. Yeah, um, I've heard that like in broad strokes, apparently the end of the game is a little bit dull. Yes. And it's like the same thing repeatedly. Are, so are they like genuinely going to go in and rework that? Uh, so I don't know to what extent game? it's going to be reworked, but I get the feeling they're like all the hardcore people who play and beat it now are going to play it again. Huh. Because well, I mean, it's, it's supposed to flesh a lot of it out. There's, it's, that's you know, it's a, big that's stuff. a hell of a thing to rewire at this point. They're they're approaching what seven hundred thousand sales, I think, in Japan alone. Yeah, you the game. Right well, do head. they have an, an ETA for that? Because I want to play this game, and I don't want to be hampered by like I don't want to get thirty hours in and be like, well, I'm okay. not going to complete the story. Here's what you do: you wait for the this HD is, remake that they're going to release next. Inevitably, year. this is the Mass Effect three thing where they were like, we recognize the ending sucks. We're going to change it. Just wait. And so I waited, and then I forgot about the game, and I have I never have beaten that victory. one either. Yeah, I've right. never seen the end. Oh, see, I for me, I went ahead, I beat it because I didn't at the time. I didn't care about the end so much, uh, and I've never actually played the updated end for Mass Effect Three because I didn't care. There you go. You I, had your I, ending. Well, yeah, it's like I had my ending. I took what I wanted to away from it, and then I went on. In fact, I never played any of the DLC for Mass Effect Three either, because by then it was wrapped up for me. I'd had my catharsis. I'd had my good cry. I'd, I, you know, I'd changed the universe to a different color and, <laughs> uh, and you know, like there were various fallouts and I was like, wow, I can't believe it's over. And then I went and played other games and just like got yeah. on with it. And so for me, that, that door was closed and I, I had no interest in reopening it. Well, I'm not going to open the Final Fantasy door until I know more about what's going to happen with the ending. Yeah, that's fair I enough. Because really, I really, really am dying for a new RPG, as I mentioned previously. Yeah, so, but there's no way I'm going to play a 50-hour game and not have the right ending. Yeah, so to give you an idea of sales, um, they so they said they've shipped 5 million units worldwide so far. It's a lot of units. 
um, which is not, shipped. of course, not of course the same as sales. And I also I'm not clear on how they're counting digital sales as part of shipped. I would assume that they would count it as shipped and sold. Sure, but you shipped it one bit at a time. One bit at a time. Sometimes really fucking slow. But I talked about that last week, and I'm over it now. Finally got it updated. You had a nap problem. And uh, that was. M- I don't think so because I had the same problem at home and here. Oh, okay. Well, I thought when I never mind. Doesn't matter. No, then you. I got the details from you and like fixed the net, and I was like, it was still just slow networky stuff. Cool, but also, it's fine. I We're over it. it. I, I got you, the game and I'm good. The, you put the PS4 in rest mode. It will download things faster. Every it's, the PS4, Everyone's it's amazing. The PlayStation theories. has become like the new blow on the cartridge of. Uh, right. video game Dude, consoles. Like, I also heard how do like you get it to in, download at a, a reasonable rate. Put it yeah. in test I'm, mode. I'm getting a little I'm getting a little frustrated with console gaming, especially I don't know if we should talk about it yet. Ad, wait, hold on. Yeah, what do you got? Adam, the PC guy, is frustrated with console Listen, gaming? I, I like I play certain like certain games I only play on console, like Dark Souls games. I'm a console player, but like hearing about like the console exclusives like Last Guardian which I don't know if we should talk about this, but you mentioned didn't, we'll talk about it. didn't exactly perform well on a regular PS4. Like, it seems to be a little bit of a your mileage may vary thing. Okay. Uh, we played yesterday on a PS4 Pro, and it played fine. Uh, there were there were some stutters, not nothing. On a Pro, there were stutters? on a Pro, there were some stutters. Nothing wow. huge, nothing crazy. Uh, well, yeah, it's um, but there are much more significant slowdowns on the base PS, like playing on the base PS4. Here's the thing, I'm still really enjoying the game i'm still really enjoying it did you play shadow of the colossus or eco i have not but i've heard that's what it was most compared to and i we were going going to do a let's watch in last guardian today but uh playstation downloads as, as if someone was walking the bits to the building you <laughs> should you guys in rest mode it's gonna go fast i've tried everything i put it on a pause and unpause the download on rest mode i'll take it out of rest mode did you blow the cartridge i danced around it with a rain stick PS4? Well, yes, it's got a static IP. Okay, right. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's wide well, open NAT. Well, if you guys ever have problems it's, it's like, like that, my zipper. let me know, because I have a PS4 with Last Guardian on it in No's office. That'd be cool. Yeah, well, now it's downloading. So we switched over and did a uh, Dead Rising 4 Let's Watch instead. Ah, yes. Which we've now done Dead Rising 4 Let's Watch and a multiplayer. So I've played both sides of that game. Thoughts? Enjoyable. I like it. There's a, It's been getting a, a little bit of flack from uh, some folks that are kind of lamenting the loss of the uh the really time imperative Yo. yeah i just feel like there's there's some games where like there's core values to mm-hmm. to games right like there's a thing that makes it this franchise as opposed to this franchise and i feel like losing losing the difficulty losing the time limit um and losing campaign co-op like those are all things that like at this point it's like yes it has the character oh and also lost the voice actor which i don't they didn't have well the the I I can be honest the updated voice actors is doing better really than the well Dead Rising one everything was so wooden and mechan- mechanical and it was part of it was just the writing was like eh. do you remember Dead Rising one was I want to say Dead Rising one was the game where because HD right was still it was unplayable new, yeah. and it was like the, yes, the, the text, text was, was so readable. tiny I know because I had a fucking 480 TV I did as well yep. I had a I had an SD TV and I tried to play the game I was like oh you want me to go where yeah, I can't read that, so I have. No I will idea. never know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but there, like, there are those elements that made it Dead Rising as opposed mm-hmm. to any other zombie game, and I feel like losing those sort of it, it kind of like dilutes its identity to me, and I think it's a little bit of a bummer. Just if there was a different mode, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I would like to be able to have that experience. I don't know why you would take it out and not even make it optional. Uh, um, how do you feel about getting rid of the so the save imperative is also gone, where now it's a checkpoint. You it used to be you you, you, know, to you had to go to a bathroom mm-hmm. if you or something uh, a save point to save the game. Now it's just like eh, you you made it through. A you got a shit to save. You gotta you gotta unload some baggage. Um, I I don't know. So I I'm kind of on the fence about it because I agree with you. Like that was a cool mechanic, but at the same time it was a stressful mechanic, and I always felt like it was hindering me from really just enjoying the yeah, game there, there are definitely like there were definitely times playing those games where i didn't get to do the things i wanted to do because of the clock right yeah and, it's just constantly and it's not like something i want to go back and replay it's just like oh i wish i could have experienced this in a different way but because the way this clock is i can't right so I, I i don't know i wish there was a way to create that stress and that feeling of like you're under the gun like some sort of for, like immediacy for things mm-hmm. but not necessarily for the whole game like 
Maybe if they were like mission based, like you only had like 30 minutes to complete X mission, that'd be great, but not, I don't like the whole game being under that gun. I guess especially, it, especially because it created points, especially in the first game where if you mess something up that you couldn't previously have knowledge of, except with a guide, you would lose, you would lose because you couldn't beat certain parts without getting certain things. Yeah, you had to pretty much stay on top of uh, every nuance of what it wanted you to do, and you had to explore everything. But yep. And in the new one so far, I mean, I'm not that far into it. I'm maybe two and a half, three hours in. And uh, it's got a lot of expository stuff at the beginning, but it's got... Uh, what I really do like about it still is it's got a good sense of humor. Like, it's, it's still snarky Frank West and... That is a nice thing about it. And mm -hmm. there's, with the holiday theme, there mm -hmm. are a lot of opportunities for that. Really, this was like a perfect time for it to come out. Uh-huh. You really got to, if you pay attention to the dialogue, especially, because a lot of times it's easy to just kind of phase out a little bit sometimes if it goes into a cutscene or something, but there's a lot of little tiny jokes in there that are worked in that are really nice. I've read a lot of the reviews for it, and a lot of people are calling it stupid, and I don't know if that's like people lost their sense of humor, or it is more stupid than previous? Or do you, is it? Uh, again, maybe as I go in further, I, my opinion on it will change. Most of the jokes are pretty pretty light. It's not like highbrow stuff. I mean, we're not going to discuss the economy or the <laughs> Well, the, the first game was like, here, put some masks on dead zombies and yeah, take a I mean, bunch of pictures. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect from this game, really? Uh if well, you go so in I'm knowing just, the humor, I'm just asking questions about the reviews. I haven't played yeah. the game. No, if you how, go in knowing how the, dare you, sir? God, <laughs> smite you on the spot. Uh, no, yeah, if you go in with experience of any Dead Rising game, it'll be more of the same. Okay. I mean, honestly, the the series took more of a serious note there for a while. Like uh, Dead two? Rising Two was or pretty not two. It was the the prequel to two? K Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, two and K Zero. I mean, two still had the. Uh, which I think this is why Frank West got his own version of two. Essentially, was because uh, Chuck was that his name from two? Yeah, Chuck, and then the th and uh, three was Nick. Yeah, Nick mm, maybe brought it back a little bit, but Chuck was not a funny dude. He he had when you know the character had motivation not to be. He was trying to save his daughter. Like that all played out fine. Uh, and it's it's still a good game, but he it was makes not, it a little bit heavier than like oh yeah war journalist yeah. photographer got trapped in a mall right yeah he was not cracking wise about the situation he's like gotta save my daughter uh, and some of that carried into three <laughs> we get it you have a daughter you right. like her move on if you don't get back to the office she's gonna eat your face whatever come on <laughs> liven it up a little uh, and this is definitely back to you know he's running over people go karts and. Okay. So it's uh, like, has that goofy and also the the weapons in it, like yeah. because you can put so many different weapons together and so many like crazy. There's like fifty combinations, something crazy. Where yeah. and it's like you know you can have like acid spitting toy Santa. That's I love and that just like other kinds of crazy stuff, yeah. which is um, you know really one of the things that I liked so much about uh, Sunset Overdrive mm -hmm. was like just the stupid crazy weapons that really make irreverent, no sense yeah. and yet wonderful time those are the most fun ones the ones that are just off the wall uh i I've, i played it once or for a while last night and got a crossbow that fired fish and the fish would like burrow in and like explode whatever uh, like, they hit it was great fucking cool, dude. it was amazing i loved marlining people in the face that's awesome although i think it was a sword fish technically but uh no i it's still got those crazy weapon combinations in there they're that's part of the fun of that game is just finding all the blueprints and making all the off the wall ways to chop up zombies cool and that's totally still there all right uh i'm gonna read this real quick this episode of the patch is brought to you by casper casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that saving savings directly to the consumer casper's mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a very fair price casper combines two technologies springy latex foam and supportive memory foam create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. The breathable design sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature through the night. You can buy it easily online and completely risk-free. Casper understands the importance of truly trying out mattress that in a re in all reality you spend a third of your life on. Casper offers free delivery and painless returns within a 100-day period so you don't have to lie down in a showroom. Casper offers free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $950 for a king-size mattress. Comparing this to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. And you can save an additional $50 towards a mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash patch and entering promo code patch. That's casper.com slash patch and promo code patch. Terms and conditions may apply. 
Thank you to Casper for sponsoring this. Uh, I was about to say Let's Play. Uh, this podcast. <laughs> I've been doing lots of Let's Plays lately, sorry. Just, yeah, you know. you've been playing I Was a Galgun. We did play some Galgun. Thoughts? What is there to say, really, about Galgun? Wait, so in, in Galgun, did you did you pay the $90 to <laughs> We did not pay the $90 to the unlock. nudity deal. It is not nudity, by the way. Oh, what is it? So, what are you paying $90 for, then? That's a great question. <laughs> so what happens is, okay, so right now, in the game, if you hit a button, you kind of zoom in a little bit, like precision targeting uh-huh. and the clothes become just a little bit opaque like you can kind of see the suggestion of underwear under there and if you're thinking oh, to yourself man i wish i could just see the underwear under there like clothes be damned i have i got a 90 dollars dlc for you that's the dlc i thought the whole game was looking at underwear no i don't know what galgun is what's the game it's uh it's time crisis only you shoot orgasm bullets at ladies okay you, until so occasionally you have I, I I thought Galgun was shoot like shooting the clothes off people. You don't shoot the clothes off. Maybe them, I was thinking you of shoot a them until they go game. like. Ah, uh, you know what? I was playing. A, I think I might have been confusing it a little bit with Akiba's trip, uh-huh. where you rip clothes off. People. Well, I mean, if you want to get closer to them, there's also the Doki Doki mode, in which case you uh, get up close and personal and start feeling around on them to find their sensitive spots. And when you find their sensitive spots, like it can be face, it can be legs. But realistically, a, it's boobs or butt, and you just go all in on it until they get super It's a very Japanese happy. game. It's so Japanese. <laughs> I mean, there it is, yep. You're, you're having an actual, <coughs> so yeah, like, you, like you, you shoot enjoyment at Yeah, you gotta hit they, them like, the right spots. Until they fall down on the ground out of pleasure. There you oh, go, this and is the, like, they just start coming at you, though. You don't have like control of your character, you just have control of the camera. No, I'm controlling that, yeah. No, I can, but you, not like, you don't walk around. No, 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 no. That's lame. I can look left and right, like I have control over if I'm looking forward, left, or right. Uh, there was the zoom. I briefly did it, but yeah, you. Do. Oh god! Oh god! And then they That's come scary. at you. Twins. Yeah, no, they're coming at you, man. It's Spooky. like zombies. Well, they're like, how dare you shoot the other ladies with pleasure? We're right here. That's true. Well, you see, what has happened is. Uh, can you? Can you? Oh, they're it? doki doki mode. Here we go. Uh-oh, oh doki shit. doki. Oh, this is suggestive. No, yeah, I'm about to get. I gotta. You go right. <laughs> look, oh you god. gotta find where the spot is. Okay, so I've been told that in the American version, they. Uh, Deperverted it a bit. Uh, really, wait. it's more likely to first be first of all. First of all, how and why? I don't know. I guess they thought American audiences didn't like to take touch boobies and buddies. <laughs> Did you see that in the, in the new Pokemon? Like, are you playing the new Pokemon? The Sun not, and Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to like rub your Pokemon to make them happy? Absolutely. Wait, so what? you can. So in Sun and Moon, there's a mechanic <laughs> where doki you can doki on the Pokemon. Yeah. Doki it's, doki. It's exactly like that. It is just like that because they have like spots. There's like each Pokemon has a spot that they really like getting petted and a spot that they really don't like getting and petted. So, and sometimes so, and the, the happy places where you would kind of weird. Want it's like be. I like to think of it as lower belly. Red Rocket. <laughs> That's so yeah. Weird. yeah. <laughs> like I think uh, I think Snorlax likes his lower belly rubbed. I love Snorlax. I think of, I think of his He's lower my belly favorite. anyway. But you know, it's uh, uh, the owl, at least second form owl. <laughs> Forget his second name. Second form owl. Well, look, I knew it. Like I know he as a starter, right the he was Rowlet, and then he evolved, and he got like a weird, like he parted his feathers to the side, and he's got like a side sweep, and I just want to like brush it and tell him to he- get a feather cut. Phase. Right. And so I don't remember his name off the top of my head. He's was Rowlet. Now but you kinda, know where he likes to be. Touched. Now kind of weird. Yeah, he hates it if he touches bow tie. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> Okay. See, okay. See, All look right how cute then. he is. Oh no! Sorry. Second form. Second form. Rowlet hates it if you touch his hair. I can't tell if he was happy or not. There. Yeah. I'm really real happy. Oh, that he's a little oh, sad, sad right there. Okay. Oh, don't touch me, dude. Yeah. It is pretty cute. Honestly, I like petting them. I mean, I but like, you have to do it a lot, though, right? You know, in Last Guardian, you can also you can pet Trico, and he'll be like, mm, and if he's got enough space, he'll like lay down and roll on his back and fall asleep. Dude, so you put your giant all, guardian thing to sleep? You put your like giant guardian idea. thing to sleep. And it, here's the thing. Bird dog cat is so freaking cute. God damn it. Easily the highlight of the game. All right, so, so what is the mechanic of this game, though? What are you doing? Okay, so if you're familiar with with Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, it's very similar. It's a game where it's not about, like, you don't go into a level, and you go through the level, and then there's a boss at the end, and you finish the level, and you load the next level. It's not that sort of game. It's kind of one continuous level consisting of a bunch of different puzzles. And uh, similar to Eco, it's a game where it'll take both of you to solve some of the puzzles and like to, to figure things out and to get around. But you can't command Trico to do anything specific. You can call him over to places and then he'll get it into his head that, oh, I should jump up over this thing or not. And uh, so it's this weird sort of 
like bonding relationship between you and a beast that you're journeying with, but you don't you don't own you don't command him. You just hope he wants to go to the same places that you do. Sounds like my marriage. It, in the situations where you need him to like, okay, the one goal that we have here is to climb this wall, and you need him to climb this wall, and he doesn't feel like it. What the fuck do you do? I would Treats? give him. I would give him pets until he rolls over. And then the thing is, it comes down a lot of times. I have so a lot of the reviews criticized <laughs> criticized the the. It's like they're not sure if he's not in the right spot, or if something is wrong there, or if it's not what he's supposed to be doing, or if he just doesn't feel like it. Uh, I have yet to actually have that problem. Once I get to a place, I've got a pretty good idea. Like within, like I might look around for a minute or two trying to figure out like, all right, do, are there ledges here? Am I supposed to jump over a thing? What am I supposed to do? But it pretty quickly becomes clear where and how I'm supposed to tackle any given puzzle. And like getting him to that point isn't that hard. Um, you occasionally have barrels of what may be butterfly juice and or maybe dead stuff. Butterfly Not really sure. juice. Well, what? there's butterflies butterfly around juice? it, so I like to think of it as butterfly juice. But apparently, symbolically, it might just mean dead things. How many butterflies does it take to get a cup of juice, would you say? A lot of Six. them. A lot of butterflies. Six? Six. That's, that's it's a been pretty good metric. Tested. Maybe are they giant butterflies? No, they're regular. Like, no. just this big. The, the reason I death. say that is because the, the game has little to no exposition, explanation. There's no, there's no HUD. Uh, with the exception of when you get close to something, because all of the, the button commands are context sensitive, it will pop out like what that button will do at any given situation. Yeah, uh, but okay. that's really the only HUD. The rest is just, it leaves it, it's a beautiful world to explore and it just drops you in it. And that's really one of Team Eco's strengths is just creating this really cool thing to explore. And so um, one of their very few subtle hints is you can look around and there are generally butterflies in the direction you need to go. Like All one right. or two butterflies, just almost enough to just be like flapping around to kind of get your attention and draw it in that like mm -hmm. in that direction. Then you go, oh. But what are you doing? Well, I don't know. I think we're trying to escape. So the so game the game starts. What? Yes, it's a puzzle okay. platformer. Uh, the game starts and you are a kid and you wake up in this crazy ruin and some for some reason you have tattoos and no idea how you got there. But there's this young man killing monster right next to you that's got a bunch of spears in its body. And so you sort of like you feed it so that it doesn't want to eat you and you get the spears out and you get the you get its crazy collar in for what looks like battle armor off. And then it seems like you're trying to get somewhere and escape together. All right. Um, but. Uh, it's the kind of game where a lot of the narrative seems implied and a lot of the world building is very subtle things placed here and there that will require a lot longer to really dig into, I think. And like, I like think about, you know, long after you've played the game. Okay. You know, it's, enough. it's very much like traditional team eco games in that regard. Mm -hmm. They like, if you, if you know their games, you know what you're getting with the last guardian is because it's, it's, it's right up their alley. It's. Honestly, like even when when Eco came out and and I played that way back in the day, it was like it's gorgeous, it's amazing, kind of frustrating trying to get this freaking girl to go where you need her to go and and solve the puzzles and not get eaten by crazy shadow demon things. Uh, and this is kind of similar. While well, you're like trying to get them to go to a place, and you can call them over, and sometimes they'll come, and the, you know sometimes they won't because other things are happening. But the experience is very similar. So it doesn't sound like there'd be a huge amount of replay on that is there i mean it sounds like it'd be an interesting experience but you kind of um, one and done it yeah probably not a huge amount of replayability it's uh -huh. just it's it's kind of an experience game okay uh, do you know the length of it I heard, i've seen like some reports saying like if you know what you're doing it's like six hours but otherwise it's like 15 to 20 um i'm several hours in and i have no clue where i'm at that's fair i, yeah. I think i think i'll figure out um how like how long it's likely to be once i finish it and go oh so okay. From your general description, it kind of sounds like it's somewhat similar to maybe like Unravel. Uh, a little bit. Although, I mean, I Unravel is a is side scroller for one. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, it's got it's got a similar thing where it's you're limited. Right. Like with Unravel, you're limited by the amount of string you can unspool, mm -hmm. and then you're just stuck, and you have to go back and find a more efficient way. This is much more about figuring out how you, a tiny human person can work with a giant bird dog cat 
to navigate through these areas because there are some areas where giant bird dog cat won't fit. There are some areas where you're going to need to hop on bird dog cat because you're not going to be able to make that jump. Uh, and or like you need to open up a place so bird dog cat can jump or, you know, so it's it's figuring out how to traverse the levels in two very different ways. Okay. But it's really lovely. It's a very sort of immersive experience. You can spend hours playing it and not realize it. So in spite of the technical issues, I think it's like pretty great. Uh, none of them, none of them stopped me from enjoying it. Hmm. But, but you are playing on the more robust hardware. I played, I played it on the more robust hardware, and then I went back and played it on standard hardware. Were and the, there... the slowdowns were more noticeable for sure. Uh, like it, w um, so Digital Foundry did an analysis, uh, and uh, which is much more like nice and formal and laid out as opposed to just like anecdotally. Um, but they said that the PS4 Pro is really the only way to get a reliable 30 FPS. A reliable 30. Okay. Yeah, at 1080. And otherwise, you're looking at mostly in the range of 20 to 30 on the base PS4, but it can, you can get stutters that take up far below that. It sounds like a lovely slideshow. Um, but sucks. here's the thing it is a lovely slideshow. It's everything is beautiful about it. That you just get to really take in those frames for longer than you might like. Right. That's it's like. You know what it is? It's just like enjoy the scenery for a second until the until the console goes. When they say then, every frame is a painting, I don't think they meant that you're <laughs> supposed to enjoy it as such. But uh, so, <clears throat> my brain just shorted out. No, hmm. it's good. I'm good. Well, back on the topic of zombie games. Zombie games. Zombie games. Arizona Sunshine just came out too. That I won't talk about too. But I haven't got to. Play I haven't it. got to play it yet either. Well, then we shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> but Last of Us Next Two. Week. Uh, Last of Us Two. Yes. Last of Us 2 got announced, which I'm, I'm, you sound pretty so excited about. You, I'm super are excited you, are about it. Are you happy that it's Ellie, or were you hoping for another tale? There how seems do you, like, how do you there not seems like a split. No. Well, it seems like there's a split in the audience. Like, uh -huh. everyone obviously is very happy to see Ellie again and see that she's right. obviously survived a couple like... more years. But um, I know that before it was announced, a lot of the speculation and the hope was that it would be another story in that world. I mean, I'm fine with another story in that world, but also, I mean, the relationship of Joel and Ellie are really what made that game work well, so he, well. Well, he clearly kept his promise, taught her to play guitar. He did. Uh, he's He's got to be, I mean, judging by how much she's grown up, he's got to be old as hell at this point, right? Yeah, because she's, well, she's up to 19, would define old as hell. I mean, come on. He was pretty haggard looking in the first one. Plus, we're talking about, you know, post-healthcare sort of world here. Uh Aging probably sets on a little bit harder than it would otherwise. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but so she, so she's up to nineteen. So you know it's been let's say five years ish. Yeah. Okay, so that's that not seems too bad. that seems reasonable. So you know he's not like it's not like he went from a uh, you know downtrodden like tired person to like shaky old man. If anything, uh, spending time with her is maybe reinvigorated. Is it? Do you think it's going to be a? Well, so that just makes it sound weird. It's going to be a storyline where they they're hanging out again. Because I love the dynamic. That that well, that is probably said, the most important thing in the last. A lot of, of us. that they haven't elaborated on, mm -hmm. but she's now the primary playable character as right. opposed that's, to him. That's totally fine. And I mean, they've said that while the last one, uh, I forget where I read this. Last but one was a story of love. Yeah. This one is a story of hate. So that's, it's it's the other knuckles. This the, time. the the <laughs> the thing about Last of Us that was like so like they had to do the one two punch. Of, like a lot of their exposition was told via the conversations that Joel and Ellie had and the conversations mm -hmm. that they and the other characters had and they were so like real and yeah. like 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 good. I hope like if they don't have Ellie walking around with someone else during the game, can be kind of bummed out. But well, here's the thing. Will. So okay, in the first one you're walking around and you were you know this grizzled veteran kind of guy and you're escorting this teenager that would be walking to like a record store and be like oh look at this do 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 what's joel gonna be doing in the background i mean she was like oh fascinated like oh look at the world he's just gonna be like fuck this shit well I'm it's a story of hate so piss on that i don't know that's a, that that fits if you think about it <laughs> he's just sit down and start cleaning a gun i'm I mean, just saying like that world completely alone may not be as fun the sections of those oh, games I agree, yeah. where you were not with someone else were like I think a lot more stressful and not as fun. Like not to say not as fun, but they definitely didn't have that same level of intrigue. But there were some sections that you were alone that were really fun, like the Ellie section mm -hmm. where you played in the snow. Well, I mean, um, keep in mind too that there's an like she's an adult now, mm -hmm. so there are a lot more dynamics that they can explore. Like she's gonna you know, she, she may be trying to like go off find her own life. Who knows? Maybe she's trying to find a nice lady to settle down with. 
I mean, I I still I'm I'm with you, Adam. Like that was kind of a core mechanic of the first one. I don't I don't want to play a single character version no, of that it, game. No, it was, it was core mechanic, and like there was like a few times where they didn't let you have that, and that was like it was such a driving factor to get to reunite. Right. Yeah. And it was it was it was a great use of that. You, like you feel like something's missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, can we talk about it? Uh, Last of Us? Yeah, it's been long enough. Yeah, I mean... Oh, you're talking um, about, like, spoilery? Just a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have to talk about the end itself, but, like, you know, a lot of the points. I'm just talking about, like, there's a moment where Joel goes away, and he's not dead, but he's he's under duress, and you start playing as Ellie um, for a short period of time, and, like, it's only a couple hours of section, but it's, like... What? Sorry, Ryan oh. just had to cross his legs, and he was very, very careful just about checking, doing so. Making sure it's, 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 it's only a, camera. It was only a few hours, but it was like it was like such a. I feel like I played those few hours faster than any other hours in the game because mm-hmm. I just wanted to like it was like it was dragging me along really, really fast, and I wanted to get Joel back, not because I just wanted to play Joel, but because I didn't want to be apart. Mm-hmm. That's just, that game was fucking awesome. Well, as you said too, that's I mean a lot a lot of the storytelling was done, but just between the conversations, and that was a really interesting and and nice way to unfold the story yeah. is an ongoing conversation that doesn't have to just be punctuated at cutscenes. They yeah. can tell the story as you're playing without interrupting the gameplay. Yeah, it felt extremely real. And so light. how will you feel if, and this is, I don't think it's, I don't count it as a spoiler because I feel like it's, a, it's, it's just a theory. We don't uh-huh. know what's gonna happen. What if he dies? Oh, I'll do. He's, there was he's, a lot of speculation that one or both of them will die. That is not. The, uh, if she's the main playable character, it's, it's pretty. He's going to be. It's pretty expected, but he's there in the cutscene. So my, I mean, but it's the it, story of hate. What if that's just, the like, what? Yeah, what if it's like hate and vengeance? Even if, dude, like, I wouldn't be surprised if she died. Even if she's the main playable character, because they're not afraid to make you switch characters in those games. They made that pretty clear um, in the last game. So and there's a pretty good reason for her to die. Yes, there's a very good reason for her to die. She's a bitch. What? <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Harsh. I love Ellie. She's great. <laughs> All right. Soften the blow a little bit there. Thanks. <laughs> Salt um, of the earth. Lovely on, person. So on a related note, though, uh, at the at PSX, they also announced um, the Uncharted 4 is going to have new DLC. But it's not going to feature Nathan Drake. Who is it going to feature? I Chloe. Mean, it's weird. It's weird? Yeah, I thought they were done with Uncharted. Not not because well, it's Chloe, I think that's but, what a lot of people thought because it was called a thief's end. It was very clear this is the end. They were saying this is the last of Nathan Drake. But, and that like that that but came along, sort of unexpectedly later on. And I'm not sure. Like, there's some franchises that I feel like can make the switch. So, for example, like bet- between characters. Uh, uh, for example, in a Last of Us was a great example. People thought that it could make a switch to new set of characters and the franchise could survive. Like that would be a thing that because the world was such a strong character for The Last of Us that that could carry it. Um, is Uncharted strong enough to switch characters to, you know, Drake's Nathan Drake's done. Is the, it strong enough to switch and keep going? The Last of Us is one of those games where the game is defined basically by these two characters. So whether you're playing as as uh, Joel or Ellie, like you're still experiencing their story. And I feel like they focus on the story of like his adventures. So it's it's sort of like two different things. Where I'm not necessarily I'm not interested in her story, but it's certainly not the same level of like I don't care about her as much as I care about like an Ellie. Right. I'm happy to come out and say it. I'm not interested. Yeah. I don't care about her. Is it supposed to be the? Uh, where does it fit into the timeline of the previous story? The, the the premise doesn't specifically say exactly when it takes place, but it says that um, Chloe enlists the aid of Nadine from four. Oh, okay. Um, and that they go off um to recover a fabled ancient Indian artifact. That's weird. Which which one was Nadine? I'm She's the one that kicked names. your ass out the window. Oh, she was a jerk. She was a real jerk. She had, like she her. had several points. Was a, not a nice person. <laughs> she was a lot like more badass than Nathan Drake. Though. She was very badass. <laughs> I don't know that she was ever a nice person in that game, but no, she was it's a weird badass. That they would for work sure. together. Um, yeah. Well, here's what maybe Uncharted has done, which is nice. Where Last of Us still has to do is because they provided that wrap up. Then it's like okay, now it's cool to tell stories of the universe. And I guess they, the oh, the ending of Last of Us was open ended enough that you want 
to find out more of that story. And if you just went to other characters in that world immediately, you'd be like, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'll play it probably. Sure, I like Uncharted. Do you like climbing boxes? I mean, yeah. And pushing over rocks. Uncharted Four was real good. It was also like exactly. really pretty. Ah, dude, it's a fun romp. There's a lot of boxes on wheels for no reason. That was the weirdest part of that game, where every single section had a a crate, like the same crate on wheels, even in these like like places that hadn't been seen in 500 Looked years. Looked it up. Casters had not been invented yet. That was <laughs> really taking me out of it. Not a thing. No. Also, pretty sure they would have rusted over. They did reuse the, that mechanic way too much. <laughs> but uh, oh, is that the hey you do your job? Gesture? No, that I was just pointing at your crotch. Oh, is it oh, is it wide open? Because you know, if it was, you could see that I am uh, not currently wearing, but love to wear me undies. <laughs> Picture a world where putting on a new pair of underwear isn't just fresh. You're stepping into a better day, a day where your zipper did not break. Think about it. Underwear is the first thing you put on and the last thing you take off. Why would you settle for anything less than the best feeling underwear on the planet? Our friends at MeUndies sent us a few pairs a while back, and now I can't imagine wearing anything else. Uh, it really makes each day that much better. For the price of two cocktails, MeUndies can deliver your new favorite pair of underwear right to your doorstep. Better day guaranteed. And for a limited time, anyone in our audience gets 20% off their first order, but you have to go to our special URL, MeUndies.com slash ThePatch. With the MeUndies Better Day Guarantee, you have nothing to lose, so don't wait any longer. Go to MeUndies.com slash ThePatch right now for 20% off your first order. That's MeUndies.com slash ThePatch. I'd show you mine, but I'm not wearing them today. I am. I'm wearing the Halloween ones. But they do have Christmas ones, and I know that because I have two pairs. I'm going to get some hey, Christmas ones. They're great. Uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun, actually. They um, uh, One of the, the girls from sales came around the office. She had just like a box of underwear and was like, The underwear fairy. Yeah, she's the underwear fairy. She was like, here, I have some underwear. And I was like, ha, underwear. <laughs> looted the place. And you got to be on the looted. receiving end of the underwear fairy. I want underwear. You have Maybe. to put old underwear under your pillow at night, and then she comes in the morning. I, I, like, I go through underwear, dude. I just like rip them a lot. I don't know. And shorts, it's, apparently. You and, uh, and shorts. Andy have that same problem, I think. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I, I apparently rip zippers out, though. This is the second <laughs> pair of jeans I've lost to zipper failure. It's not. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in my crotchal region. I'll brag about it. <sighs> I just can't keep it contained. I, d I don't know what it is. Speaking of Christmas-related stuff, Overwatch <laughs> just announced Christmas update. We need to turn mentions of, of Overwatch into a drinking game here. <laughs> Man. Why don't drink? Yeah, so he held it in really well. We made it down to like nine. Okay, well, so, I'm just so basically, mention, what we're saying is that I'd be the only to, one drinking. There's nothing. Yeah. To, yes, there's nothing to talk about except holiday. There's a, there's a holiday update slash Christmas update for Overwatch. Yeah, it's coming out December 13th, and there's gonna and be more shit to buy. Do you like Sombra? And Sombra is all right. She's not my style of character. Right. She also has a fucked up hitbox, and I can't kill her in one shot with a Roadhog. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that. mentioned that before. So you haven't worked still that out yet, still angry about that, huh? It's bullshit, and it's not not cool. All right, there you go. Sombra bullshit and not Sombra, cool. Sombra is bullshit. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> You're invited. Uh, you, there you go. Did Happy you talk holidays. about the, the Game Awards? Oh, no, we I didn't talk about really. the Game Awards. So, that? yeah, that's where also, I was last week. Uh, uh, yeah. The reason I mentioned job that was because Overwatch won Game of the Year. It did. And uh, Kojima said, well, no, Guillermo del Toro said, fuck you to... Oh, man, Guillermo del Toro was on a role I on Twitter <laughs> after that. He was pulling no punches. And I get it. A lot of people are like, why? Like, he seems awfully fired up about this. It was Kojima who was going through all the shit. But if you think about it, uh, that's the second project, I think, that, that Konami has tanked that Guillermo del Toro was working on as well. So really he was also very invested. Machine. I hear they go the, all the way with the, Sorry, what was the first? I can't remember what the first was off the top of my head, but that was the, like, this was like the second time he's tried to get something going with them and they've been like, <sighs> yeah. I mean, because, oh, because there was, you know, there's PT, um, and that was like, like, that was, he was so invested in that. So I don't blame him for being upset that they canceled something that, that had that much hype already that seemed that promising. Like, regardless, regardless of anything else, like, he was just as invested. Yeah. Uh, but it was still really funny to see him just going ham about it. Man, it was. I mean, a lot of people agree. Fuck Konami. It was everything was coming up Kojima at Game Awards. It that was, was it, really heartwarming. I, I guess it's. I don't remember why it all of a sudden it got such. Uh, it really went dramatic on us. Well, because real, real last abruptly. year, 
Last year they were going to give him that award, but mm-hmm. he wasn't able to accept it. So it was like because the big, Konami like wouldn't let him attend. They right. Him so, in the basement. so yeah, it was so a big like triumphant moment. It, it was, and you know, and that was the like last year. Jeff Keighley did the, like a huge unscripted monologue, basically about how unfair that was uh, for Kojima. And this is in spite of, I believe, Konami being a sponsor of the event last year. Whoops. Well, <laughs> no, it, I mean. he was just like he felt strongly enough about it to to say something about it, regardless, which I respect a lot. Actually, I you know I have the nothing but respect for Jeff Keighley. He's he's a wonderful guy, and he loves video games so much. Um, and you know, I've known him at this point for. 12 years and like he's just he's great he um uh, i know he took a lot of guff for the whole like cheeto mountain dew pope thing oh yeah, um, yeah. a while back uh, and you know people have criticized the game awards as well for having like this like a lot of reveals and it feels very commercial and that's a criticism that that i understand for sure because there are definitely a lot of like platforms and games that get involved with it because they want to show off their stuff whatever uh but it's it, you know for me like I I get it because those these events aren't made for free. Uh, you know it's not like like the Academy Awards, which as far as I know is funded by like you know the the dues of the guild and so on. So you know this doesn't have anything like that. There's not like a guild of game developers whose you know whose dues are helping to fund this awards event. It's all has to he has to find the money from somewhere. Yeah. Um, and they're not cheap. It was at the the Microsoft Arena in um, LA Live, which is where the Emmys were this year. Shit. So it's you know it's a big thing for them, uh, and you know it, it does in the end feel at the very least like a celebration of games and and developers and everything, which uh, which I enjoyed. So I had a good time. This is the first year that Richard Sheath has been invited to um, to vote as part of the awards, and to and then and then they Jeff invited Bernie and I to present. Uh, just at the kind of last minute, and so we're like, "Yeah, we'll do it." <laughs> That's great. So it was, um, it was a lot of fun. I, you know, I really appreciated being a part of it. In, in, you know, in spite of all the the criticisms, which you know are are founded for sure, but I think that a lot of it is the reality of of making something like that happen. And the alternative is it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it does take a lot of money to make any of those events actually exist. Uh, so that's understandable. I mean, uh, and anytime you have a lot of <coughs> of audience that are interested in video games focused on one thing, it's just going to eventually turn somewhat into a vehicle for disseminating new exciting information about video games. Uh, so it's not really that bad of a thing. I mean, it's it's cool to get a bunch of news in one spot or have uh, you know these developers work on a really cool release specifically yeah. for it also i think it's like really people like don't people criticize awards shows in general but i think it's important to give people like recognition when they do something good for the industry or make a game that they work really hard on and that's awesome and people appreciate mm-hmm. i don't know that stuff I, I i still like i wish titanfall had gotten some love that's still a great game did it not get any love it was it had nominations but it, it did. didn't take the wins yeah well it, it, like, to be fair it had some really stiff competition this year yeah uh, and i don't know that it was Game of the year, but he was. It was. It is a damn good game that is not going to get us a Titanfall three. Unfortunately, oh, it's I don't totally think. Totally going to get us a Titanfall three. You think so? Absolutely. You really think so? Yeah, it's dude. not done great. The EA is like came out and said we're going to support it. Like, and then and then a, the respawn like, guy said whatever the fuck that whatever means. the fuck that means. He was clearly not wow. happy with the situation for the game, I, which and understandably yeah. so because I feel like Titanfall two was sent out to die. Totally, but I I still think we're going to get a Titanfall three. No, I think that game's going to sell well enough that we'll at least see something. Maybe I would the very holidays much like that to happen. Around. The, t- the holidays uh, could really m- uh, mean a big difference for a lot of these titles that are not selling great. When you are when you launch close to the, the holiday season, that's just like the, uh, maybe we'll get it for Christmas window, yeah. where uh, a lot of those may sell. Let's hope. Maybe. And my hope as well is that uh, because people have, like the people that played it have said it's really great, it's you know it's it's undersold. It, everyone should be giving this a go. Like that, my hope is that that means enough that more people will pick it up and it will have a longer than expected tail. Yeah. So we shall see. We shall see about that. Um, so we're gonna we gotta wrap up in a couple of minutes here, but we did have one other thing um, that's a patch business item to discuss. Ooh, what's that? It's a um, and that is that um, we've been looking at the the patch just as a show. For the last um, last couple of months, and um, we've decided that at the end of the year, we're actually going to take the patch down, 
Um, so Bye. goodbye, patch. Um, we're gonna rework it, retool it. You know, like like basically reproduce it. Uh, you know, we w we want to get a Marcus a Marcus special set, uh, and then I and the, I thought the set was really nice when we first got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just like stolen a bunch of different pieces. You yeah. know, from various things. We need to figure out like what the show is specifically. Um, the weird thing about the patch specifically is that, um, like, if you know, we we do shows a lot differently now. You know, every show like has is like a premise and a producer, uh, and you know, sort of what it is. Like, it's got guidance mm -hmm. going in. Uh, when the patch launched, it was everyone tells us we talk about video games too much on the Rooster Teeth <laughs> podcast, so we're going to make another podcast where we talk about video games. Uh, and at the time, that was it was like it was the only one every should teeth like that, so it made a lot of sense. But since then, we've got um, we've got off topic, we've got dude soup, we've got try hard, we've got like there are a lot of video game podcasts as part of yeah. Rooster Teeth now, uh, and so we're we want to figure out what we can do with this podcast that makes it different from everything else and that produces it a little bit tighter. So it's a specific thing. I mean, the patch has been through a lot of really sort of casual meandering iterations. Like it started, it was, um, you know, Bernie's gonna show uh, some live gameplay of like a game or a challenge that he's doing. And then it was, uh, we're gonna run down the news headlines. And then we started doing a lot more in-depth analysis and context on uh, news updates for the No. So we switched to, well, it does talk about the new releases and what's out and what we're playing. And so it's been through a lot of these sort of like meandering mm -hmm. modes like this podcast has changed like five times yeah but um it's not like not with any sort of guidance so we're going to pull it back a little bit um you know take a couple months to actually like evaluate it and then like retool it and put out a, a new patch i don't know we, we may even change the name who knows really well i mean there's like we patch just give it a really new iteration a it needs a version number patch is a word yeah yeah it, i mean it's a word That's but it's a great name for a podcast <laughs> <laughs> sorry, well, we do up. conflict with the podcast about <laughs> pumpkin patches occasionally. Oh, oh right. yeah, constantly. <laughs> like the, we we trade off with some pumpkin patch thing in in our hashtag every week. It's really weird, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, so we're we're gonna do that and have a look. So actually, we could use your guys' feedback um, for the things that you like about the patch, things that you would like to see um, in Richard Teeth's video game podcast, um, and then we'll. You know, we'll we'll continue doing this for the next couple of weeks. Um, we we like chatting about video games uh, every week, uh, and then we'll like when we come back from holidays for the new year, we're gonna look at the the new stuff that we want to do. I think it's like a it's like a refresher, <laughs> and it's also really rare. We don't do this with shows very often. Generally, they just like go off, and it's like meh. We just stop putting out episodes mm -hmm. of something like Game Club. The game what now? And exactly. Uh, and when is that game called coming back? <laughs> Actually, I do have some ideas for that, but it goes it, it, that it goes into the idea of like we want to like like rethink it and yeah. like make it work better, uh, and then put something out. So that's another thing that we'll sort of work on. But uh, yeah, this is the I really one of the first shows I think that we're going to take away, retool, and then bring back. You know, with screenplay, for example, it was just like. Any well, day now. okay, goodbye. Any day now. It'll be back. Don't worry about Any it. Any no. day. Loyal, loyal fans, don't worry. Yeah. It's the turnaround. It's <laughs> so mean. The set's just right over there. Yeah, exactly. It's not. No, it's, it, we burned it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, even um, even the sports ball set's been torn down and turned the into something sports else. The sports ball set is now the uh, fan service set. There we go. That's what it is. Yep. I saw them painting over it, and I was like, I was like, goodbye, Poor sports set. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, the fan service set is real fucking cool. It's a real cool set. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so um, I wanted to cover off that that business before we leave. And we'll, we'll you know, mention it so that no one who watches the last couple episodes is super surprised when there's not an episode the, right. the next week. Um, but uh, in the get, comments and everything. We should have like a, a party for it on the last episode. We should have a party. Maybe we'll have a cake. There we go. Maybe we'll <laughs> all wear black. You know. Could be a black cake. No, because it's coming back. Yeah. We'll, tell, well, maybe well, we yeah. just, we'll just do it in a hot topic. What about, about that? Yes, we'll do we'll do the last episode from Hot Topic. <laughs> we can all have like black. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we will see you next week, and and then the week after that, and then probably never for a while. Well, let's see. Let for me let while. me look up the the calendar. So um, next week, the week after that, the week after that, which we'll probably pre-record anyway because it'll be the twenty eighth. Right. Uh, and then goodbye. For now. Until until not goodbye. So until until, until goodbye. What? Until further notice? Yeah. Okay, hey, there's yeah, a 360 we'll, we'll camera out, over there. We'll work out the exact date that it's going to come back and everything. That's part of the retooling. Like, we don't know. 
how long it's Never going to take to build the set and design and everything. But I think it'll come back and it'll be extra, extra awesome. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>